0: Are one of the fastest ways to increase your thought leadership, get your website on page one of Google, and convert casual web visitors into paying clients. Can a little blog do all that? Yes, it can. But how do blogs work? Why are they so powerful? Why does everyone say you need a blog? And more importantly, how can you write one quickly, even if you're not a professional copywriter? That's what this episode is all about. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you would like to do a deep dive into how to write not just blogs, but web copy, email newsletters, brochures, Facebook advertisements, and get paid handsomely to do so, check out our courses at writerscentre.com.au forward slash essentials. And if you like this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get started. In today's podcast, I'm going to cover a range of topics all to do with blogs. So firstly, why write a blog, Uh, how to write a blog, how to use it to drive traffic to your website, how to write about something that you know so that you start strong, and how to find blog copywriting work. So first up, what is a blog? Now, that might seem like a really basic question, but you'd be amazed how many people don't know. And uh, and that's simply because they just haven't immersed themselves in the worlds of blogs like you or I have. Um, in the old days, it was basically an amalgamation of two words, web and log blog, right? And it really was just a bit of a diary journal and people would kind of put their thoughts onto the page and just publish it to the world. And it was very random and very personal. Uh, As the years have gone on, it's become more of a business tool uh, for reasons that I'll explain in just a moment. But it's really designed just to build your business, designed to give people information about what you do, who you are, why you're special, why your your business is special, and uh, to educate, inform and, and entertain to some degree as well. Now, in terms of the technology, it's really quite simple too. You just type it up into a Word document on your computer and then you upload it to your website. You do not need any special skills. It really just starts with a Word document like any other piece of copy that you might write. So that's covered off what, you know, what is a blog just to get those basics out of the way. But you might be thinking, why? You know, you often hear people say, oh, you really need a blog and every business needs a blog. And I heartily agree uh, for all sorts of reasons. But let me explain. Uh, The biggest one is Google loves blogs, right? So when you upload a new blog to your website, you're basically telling Google, hey, I've just um, given the world some fresh content. I've just provided something that's new and updated to my website. So what Google takes from that is they say, oh, this website owner is up to date. They care about their website. They are keeping it fresh and, you know, invigorated for the reader. And Google is all about giving great content. So when it recognizes some website owners are putting time and effort into making their websites updated, they reward that with a bit of SEO love, search engine optimization love, meaning you get a bit higher in the rank. So even on that very basic level, blogs enable you to update your site very, very quickly, frequently, without having to change a lot of your um, existing content because you don't really want to have to change that a lot. But you, you can just keep adding blogs without a lot of effort. So the second reason is it keeps readers engaged. So when people find you, and that's another topic, of course, but when they do find you, maybe because of one of your blogs, and they start reading and it's good quality content and it's answering a lot of their questions. They, they're they getting a lot from that and they're thinking this person, whoever they are, is really knowledgeable. They know a lot and I really like the way they, they write. I, I like their vibe. I like their ethos. Um, what else have they written? And so they start delving a bit deeper into your website. And that, of course, is time on site, which Google loves again. Another little bit of a, a brownie point. And not to mention, before you know it, um. The... Maybe landing on the products and services that you sell because you've educated them sufficiently for them to think this person or this business knows enough, I trust them enough, I'm now going to purchase from them. So, or, or even maybe not even purchase, but they might think, oh, hey, they've got a webinar going on, I'm going to enroll in that. Or they've got an ebook, I'm going to download that. Or they've got a checklist, so I might download that as well. I might subscribe to their website or their newsletter. So, there's all these sorts of actions that occur because the person read the blog and really liked what they read. And this is the world we live in. It's called content marketing. And we do need to accept that people don't just buy willy-nilly. They don't just buy without checking. They like to know who they're buying from, particularly if the product is expensive or it's important. So um, take for, I'll just give you an example. Let's say you are a business owner and you sell ski boats right so not so much about a copywriter now but more just as a business owner and of course all copywriters are business owners right so you do need to write copy for yourself as well um you would write for example uh, about all the factors associated with buying a ski boat and you'd pick certain keywords that you know people are looking for when they are looking for you know information about buying a ski boat and then uh, you'd incorporate those keywords into your blog but um those those questions that people have about the ski boat need to be addressed in the blog, and I'll cover that in just a second. But let's say people land on it, and they love what they read and they suddenly get educated about buying a ski boat and again they see that webinar that might be available and they jump on and before you know it, they're buying a ski boat from you. So it's not a big jump from reading the blog to actually buying something, particularly if the blogs are good and there's lots of them. Um, the other thing is that you can repurpose your content. So once you've written the blog, you can use snippets of it for Facebook or you can put it on LinkedIn or you can um, create a podcast out of it or you can do some infographics around it. So there's a whole bunch of repurposing that takes place because you put the effort and time into creating a great blog. So it, it starts as a very nice piece of raw material that you can spin out into many different um, mediums. So let's talk about how to write one because I think you're probably wondering about that. I've got lots of techniques, of course, on this, and but I just want to give you the the, the top line, okay? Just the the top couple of points so that you can get moving on it. First up, identify your word count. That is the most important thing you can do. Um, the big mistake people make is that they just launch into writing a blog without thinking it through, without thinking or even taking a creative brief, which of course is another topic. But even just getting your word count straight. So whether it's 500 words or 750 or 4,000, nominate that word count for yourself. The client might do it for you as well. But if they don't, if you don't have a client, if you're working for yourself or you want to write for yourself, just give yourself a constraint. Constraints are good in copywriting. I call it the edges. You now, if you think about a container, like a little Tupperware container, you've got your edges. And once you've got your edges, um, you can fill it. But if you don't have the edges, the thing just rolls on and it just becomes a bit of a nightmare, which is why people don't write blogs because they don't have these structures to keep them in place. Um, from Google's perspective at the moment, um, and according to HubSpot, they're thinking that the optimal word count for a blog is around 2100 to 2400 words, which seems like a lot, right? And in the past, it's been maybe 500 words. So Google does change the algorithm um, over the years. And and at the moment, they're really valuing high quality content, which is great for copywriters. And uh, as a result, they believe and this is the the implicit assumption, is that if you're writing 2,500 words about something, you you must know about it, right? So they're trying to get people to engage with content or write content that's high quality because that's good for everybody. So do think about long copy rather than short, and that's not to say you can't write a 500-word blog at all. You might want to start with that just to uh, sort of dip your your toe in the water, but just know that uh, that's the standard at the moment for what Google's looking for. Number two is get clear about what you're selling right before you start writing. And you might say, well, I sell ski boats. It's like, that's good, but you're not going to sell a ski boat in one blog and you're not going to sell the ski company, the ski boat company in one blog either. So you to get really clear about what do you want this particular blog to do? Okay, so it's not just about doing it all in one. You've got to break it down into the steps into which people buy. So you need to think about your target audience you know what problems do they have um what are they interested in what stops them from buying that ski boat and then try and identify you know what is the sort of the early stages or early questions people have in order to to move to the next stage about buying a ski boat so that kind of leads into our next point which is identify your target market and um, this sort of plays back into what are you selling? Because if you're selling a ski boat to someone who's never bought one before, well, then, you know, that's a very different blog to someone who's already maybe had one ski boat and is upgrading to another. So you just have to understand what is it you're selling. So firstly, you know, selling the the concept of a ski boat rather than just an upgrade. And secondly, who's your target market, which is what we're going to talk about now. So let's say it's a ski boat that you're selling and, This person has never bought one before. Okay, so they're very early on in the process of buying. And let's just go out on a limb. I'm going to just do a customer avatar off the top of my head. Let's say he's a man. uh, He's 35 years old. He's got two kids, a wife. He's a plumber. He lives in Craigieburn, which is a suburb, let's say, 30, 40K north of Melbourne um he works for himself he has his own business he earns 150,000 a year he's never bought a ski boat before uh why is he buying a boat well he wants to entertain the kids he wants to go out with the guys he wants to go fishing potentially as well he wants to be the star of his social circle he wants to impress his mates he wants to bond with his kids and get outside and get some exercise and fresh air so And what I've just done there is basically the customer avatar and it's both sort of the, the demographics of the person but also the psychographics, you know, what is it they want to get from the boat. Now, once you've done that, let's give him a name. Let's call him Wayne, right? Let's just say his name is Wayne. So now you can think about someone who looks like Wayne in your life, right? So you go, okay, everything I write in this blog needs to be for Wayne, right? So you've got to think about it from Wayne's perspective. Now, the next thing you need to do is work out, well, if I'm Wayne and I've never bought this boat before and I want to have it for these reasons, what questions do I have about the ski boat? So you nominate those those questions down. And there's tons, right, but it could be something like, what is a ski boat? You know, how is it different to other boats? How is it different to a fishing boat? What is the best size for a ski boat? Um, What is the horsepower? What does horsepower actually mean? Um, How do I maintain a boat? What is the cost of buying a boat? Can I lease it? Um, what kind of training do you provide to me as a brand new boat owner? Um, Where do I store the boat? Uh, What kind of safety concerns do I need to concern myself about? Uh, Do I need to get a boat licence? And if so, how? Uh, Where are the best places to ski? What kind of equipment do I need if I'm going to take the kids out for a skiing weekend? Um, So as you can see, just right there, just off the top of my head, there's tonnes of questions that Wayne would have about buying a ski boat. Okay. And uh, don't worry about order or don't even worry about the answers at this point. You just really want to walk a mile in the shoes of Wayne and get those questions down. And don't forget when you're writing a blog, you do want to give away your gold. And by that, I mean, you might be thinking, well, I own a ski boat company. I don't want to give away all my tricks and all my techniques about, you know, ski boating. But you see, no, you actually do. You know, you really do want to give away all the goals so that people go, this person is very generous with their information and they've left nothing on the table. They've been very, very um, open and transparent with uh, how it is to buy a ski boat next we're up to what stage of the journey is Wayne at right so um, I sort of touched on this already but think of it like a funnel and it's often called the marketing funnel where it's very broad at the top think about any kind of water funnel you know funneling into a jar and then you've got all these people coming in at the top and they've never heard of ski boats they never thought about it and suddenly they do right so they're kind of broad brush sort of approach there. They're very uneducated about buying a ski boat. And they're going to say, as people move their way through your filter, meaning through your website, when they start to attend a webinar and they download this ebook and they attend a, you know, a workshop or they visit the store, they go on a demo, suddenly they know a lot about the boat, right? So they get really narrow at the top, the bottom end of the funnel. And then at that point, you offer them very different information in a blog. But that's, again, a, a subject of another of another podcast. But I just wanted to introduce you to the concept of the funnel. And at the top, generally, people are fairly uneducated about your business and they uh, you've got to keep those those blogs kind of broad. So if it's at that point, at the top of the funnel, the wanes of the world, then you write accordingly. So the blog might be something about five mistakes people make when buying a ski boat. And then, of course, as the funnel, as the funnel, <laughs> as, the nun farrels, as the funnel narrows, you might go down to, you know, why a 50 horsepower ski boat is better than a hundred powered horse boat, you know, horsepower boat. So it's, suddenly it's not about the car anymore. So it's a different kind of blog that you might be writing. Now, the next thing is to think about the outcome. What do you want the blog to do, right? So this is more about the strategy. Again, you don't do this while you're writing it. You think about it before you write. Um, what do you want them to do at the end of reading the blog? Now, a blog is a commercial enterprise okay it's a commercial uh, piece of copy that you you need to uh, to achieve something and as I've sort of touched on it might be you want them to enroll in a webinar it might be you want them to attend the showroom or take a demo or to um, book a, a discovery call with you so the if you know what the outcome is of the blog then you can write accordingly okay so everything in the blog needs to be driving towards that particular outcome and the other thing you need at the bottom of your blog is your bio, right so it's a little biography about who you are so you own the ski shop and your experience your number of years and you know how many people you served and all that kind of stuff so what we've kind of got right now we've we've got the the top of the the blog, which is you know, what is the purpose of the blog? Let's call it five mistakes people make when buying a ski boat, and we've also got the bottom of the blog, which is we want people to enroll in a webinar, and we know the word count. Let's just say for this occasion, just for ease of of numbers, let's say it's a thousand words. So we've kind of got our edges, we've got our container, we've got our beginning, we've got our end. Now we need to fill in the middle. Okay, so how do we fill in the middle? That's how to write the blog. So. If you've done any of my work or any of my courses, you know I've got a seven-step process for this, which I won't cover right now because I'll need to go into a bit of detail to do so. But I just want to give you the bare bones of it. But in essence, you need a headline. I've already created that one, five mistakes people make when buying a ski boat. Um, And so therefore, the headline is around nine or ten words. So now we're getting into sort of calculations. Ten words there. You'll have a sub-headline of some sort. And so there you you sort of covered off the top of the blog and then you jump down to the bottom. You've got your call to action and your offer. Let's call that 20 words. The biog about you is 50 words and that's conveniently 900 words, right? So you've got 900 words. uh, Sorry, that's 100 words. You've got 900 words left to play with. So you've got five mistakes people make. So you could divide five into 900. Let me do my little calculations here and you'd have 180 words per mistake. Okay. So five mistakes. Each mistake's worth 180 words. So suddenly you're going, I can write 180 words about one mistake. And those mistakes, by the way, are all drawn from the questions people ask. Okay, those top 20 questions that we already looked at or you could uh, break it up differently you could go well it's 10 questions or 10 mistakes and that's 90 words each or you can go three questions or three mistakes and it's 300 words each so how you break it up is is kind of irrelevant but what it does for you the breaking up using these numbers is it goes okay I can visually see how this looks on the page and it just makes it uh, a lot more accessible for you as the writer to complete So you've got your container, you've got your topics, you've got your word count, you've got your beginner, you've got your ending. So how do you maximize the blog? Okay, so lots of ways to do it. But one way I want to talk about now is guest blogging. And uh, guest blogging kind of confuses a lot of people, but it's really quite straightforward. All it means is, you'd written your blog about your ski boat and you might give it to another organization who is complementary to you so for example it could be a, a yacht club or a boating club or it could be a, a mooring organization the or people who own the moors at um you know st kilda boat um, boat front or whatever it might be so you just find someone who's complimentary to what you do not a competitor obviously that would be silly but um complimentary or a boat training company or a um, a ski equipment company or it could be people who authorize the licenses for boats or what have you so anyone complimentary to the ski boat industry and you give it to them and they're going well thank you because I need copy all the time like everybody we don't have time to write copy like everybody thank you for this very well written blog we're going to put it on our website now now they put it on their website And then they promote it, obviously, through their email newsletter and their socials, et cetera. And when one of their people read it, they read it, they love it, they go to the bottom and they go, who is this person? Let's call it Paul, who owns the ski shop or the ski boat shop. Paul, wow, Paul's really interesting. Has he got more content about how to buy a ski boat? Because this was really good. So they jump over to Paul's website, courtesy of that little bio box, and then suddenly, they're subscribing to Paul's newsletter. They're going to Paul's um, webinar. They're going to download Paul's um, ebook, etc. So, through guest blogging on this complimentary website, you've just increased your subscriber base, possibly dramatically. Particularly if this other complimentary organisation has a large database, which is what you should be looking for. So, as you can see, it's um, a little blog can go a long way right and the other thing to think about when you are choosing your complementary partner is to look at a thing called domain authority now that gets a little bit technical and I won't labor the point but what it means is it's called a DA score and every website has one and it's um, based on a whole series of factors that um, you know a little bit mystical and magical but nonetheless that's how it is and you want to be Giving your blog to someone who has a high DA score, because that DA DA score says this website is reputable. It's um You know, it's highly ranked and Google perceives it to be, um, you know, a valuable enterprise. So if you link with them, if you get your blog onto their website and you have this backlink back to your website, courtesy of your bio box, which has got your URL in it, then Google goes, oh, now this really high value website has linked back to this little ski boat company. Wow, that ski boat company must be okay or else this big authoritative website wouldn't have linked to them. So that's what's called a backlink. And those backlinks are gold when it comes to SEO and Google. So you do want to be choosy as to who you give your blogs to. And hopefully they've got a higher DA score than you. Um, and the way you check the DA score of any organization is just to Google um, domain authority checker so c-h-e-c-k-e-r so checking or checker and there's lots of organizations who do it it's free just put your website in any website and you get the da score so again big topic just wanted to touch on it here so you've got a little bit of a heads up on how you can check the da score so that's what you'll be looking for when you guest blog. And if you do that multiple times and you can send the same blog to other people, I mean, ideally it's better to give different blogs so that you don't get this sort of identical copy um, issue going on, but um If you can build up these relationships, then you keep providing them with these blogs and suddenly your little ski boat company can get onto the top ranking of Google very quickly because of these important backlinks that you've created. Not to mention you've just got great copy yourself on your website that is searchable and uh, can easily be found by others as well. So as you can see, a little blog can go a long way there. Who should you write for? Okay, I'm assuming you're a copywriter here, but you might be a digital marketer, you might be a business owner. So I'm just going to, um, I've covered a little bit about business owners already, say the ski boat person, but... um If you're a copywriter, you should really be writing blogs for yourself first up about your own copywriting business. Um, And, of course, you can help others write blogs for themselves. So do not overlook the importance of writing blogs for yourself. So if you're getting started and you want some work experience and you can't find any, write blogs for yourself, right? That is honestly the best place to start because when people do find you, they'll be able to see good content that you've created. Um, So the thing is write what you know okay, if you do want to write copy for others and you're just getting started and you want to build your portfolio, don't go and write about self-managed super funds, right? If you don't know anything about them or about, you know, Bitcoin, (laughs) if you don't know anything about it, don't make life hard for yourself. Choose something you love. Like if you love skiing, right? Choose a ski boat company. If you love yoga, choose a yoga studio. If you love dogs, you know, try a dog grooming studio. So don't, you know, get Uh, too ambitious just find something that you personally love anyway find a company that you could write for and think about how you might get in touch with that person and offer to write them a blog and make sure that you you stipulate that the first one or two is free but after that it it does become a commercial transaction and hopefully in the negotiation you can ask them to say well I'll do this for you but maybe you could give me something back like you know three free dog grooms, or you know um I don't know a free ski boat for one blog now that would be a nice exchange wouldn't it? it's probably not going to happen but you get my drift right just try and get something back so that it's not just a a one-way street so um don't write for free forever if you can help it you know do make sure that you start to charge for your blogs uh, quite soon after you start doing it for somebody so there we have it the art and craft and science of how to write a blog I hope that's been helpful to you if you'd like to get more confident about how to write a blog find copywriting work as a blog writer, and get faster and better at copywriting in general, then join Copy Club, Australia's most innovative and dynamic community for copywriters. With Copy Club, you can find your tribe, access our incredible video series, and unlock a host of templates that will give you the confidence you need to take your copywriting business to the next level. To find out more, check out copyclub.com.au. My joke of the day, because I know you're waiting for it, comes from Elizabeth Hackett on Twitter. She said, I love writing because it combines my two favourite hobbies, sitting and (laughs) self-doubt. I couldn't have said it better myself. And my quote of the day, because I'm right in the middle of this and I just thought it was so apt and it's from Stuart Brand, And he said, everything looks like failure in the middle. Nicely said. That's all from me. All the best and bye bye.